A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, babies! What's <laughs> so weird? <laughs> Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. This is I what I burped. sound like. I just had a weird little burp inside my throat. I hate that when it doesn't come out. So it's just like yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I swallowed a burp. It's like it's punishing me for silencing it. Well, I think this was a strong start. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> we're already eulogizing it. <laughs> My dear departed podcast episode <laughs> started so weakly. Welcome to our show, no. y'all. Did you do your taxes, everyone? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Boo. Sorry. Oh, my God. I got to finish you gotta prepping them. Get an extension. That's fine. Ugh. Um, we're recording two episodes today. Yeah. So we're astral projecting into the future right now. <laughs> Um, We're time travelers. We are. Uh, One second at a time into the future. Uh, You know what I'm afraid of? I'm always afraid I'll state a fact confidently on this podcast that I learned from this podcast. (laughs) I mean, I guess if I do it during the what did I learn section, then I'm all good. But like, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Like from a previous episode? I guess, yeah. But I wouldn't luckily, be afraid of that. It's not likely to happen because I tend to not learn anything. And what I do learn, I forget promptly. Yeah. So, I mean, I started this. I like my. My secret goal when we started was this to podcast learn. was to have things to repeat confidently, <laughs> to learn things to repeat confidently. And yeah. I, it has not happened that way. I don't know what my goal was. Yeah. I think like every time I think back, like, what are the things I've learned from the podcast? What are my favorite things? I can maybe think of. Three. The David Smithyman thing about cats oh, and dogs. Yes. Which e- is like, eating. I think he heard at a party that we didn't verify. It sounded <laughs> accurate though. And I've yeah. told about a hundred people about it. So now it's just out there. Uh-huh. I've had, I've had people tell it back to me and I was like, you learned that from my podcast, I think. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, I did. So that was cool. Um, I love that. The other thing that I talk about a lot is like the woman who uh, sold her apartment at age 90 and, uh, to a guy who just like the agreement was just that he had to pay her like a a certain amount of money every month until she died. And then he would get the apartment. Yeah. And then she outlived him by 20 years. I totally forgot about that. His family ended up paying her the equivalent of like double the apartment's value. Man, that was a good deal she got. Yeah. And she also, I didn't realize this. I looked this up more recently. She ended up, maybe I did realize this and we talked about it on the podcast. She's, documented as like the person who's lived the longest of anyone who's ever been recorded. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think she lived extra long just partly because of this agreement? Like just physically her body was like, I'm getting so much out of this. Yeah. I gotta hang on. She, um, when asked about it, like the deal, like, do you think that's fair? What happened? She's like, sometimes in life you make some bad deals. (laughs) (laughs) That's so badass. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did she have like a cigar in her mouth when she said this she did smoke cigars and eat foie gras a Fuck. lot yeah 
basically see. the coolest person. So delightful to be reminded of this because I yeah. had completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, like it was I said. years ago that we talked about it. <laughs> um, well, yeah. well, we asked you guys if you had questions that you wanted our advice on. We, and got, we got a, a lot, lot of, of good ones. Yeah, think, you're trusting us with big life decisions here that I don't think you should. Yeah, we're <laughs> probably not going to give like the best, most detailed answers to these, but we can hit. Yeah. We can hit. I'm em. gonna have strong opinions that I should not be held accountable for. That's what this is all about. Yeah. <laughs> Should I start? Okay, here's yeah. one. Do men ever try to do that bro handshake thing with you where you grab hands and sometimes there's like a bat pat, pat, back pat. I've never successfully completed it and I live in constant fear every time I meet someone that it will happen. Um, I don't have strong memories of this. This happens to me once in a while, but here's yeah. the thing. When you do it right, it feels so good. When you do it right, it feels so good. That's and the thing with bros is like when you're accepted into their bro culture, you feel really good for a sec. Yeah. And then you're like, damn it. Uh-huh. Damn it. When I do it wrong, too, I'm just like, whoa, ah, whoa. Yeah, I do like a very me? overextended, like overplayed, like Jerry Lewis type, like confused by it. <laughs> I and just, that, I just, that usually goes over well, too. That's that's very charming. <laughs> I just grab their hand and then I loosely lay my other hand inside it like a puppy paw. <laughs> People love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to play the bros game to get in with their, you know, you can just yell at them or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. The bro games. It's like a different Olympics, but where you just like shake hands and stuff. It's like the Hunger Games, but you uh, have to just shake a hand, right? Or high five. Um, Uh, Someone else asked, getting kicked out of my one bedroom apartment in a few months. I'm very sorry. Should I try to find another apartment of my own or look for roommates in San Francisco? I love having my own kitchen, but I'm also a bit lonely and I can probably not afford a place by myself. Ooh, Bay Area. You're probably going to need a roommate. Bear, yeah. If you it's expensive like, there. If you don't mind having a roommate, if you are lonely, I think having a roommate, as long as you find the right one, can be really great. Make sure they're not on the lease so you can kick them out after 30 <laughs> days if they're not cool. I have Seriously, a, get get like a temp, you know, get one in and then if they suck, you should have the right to kick them out. I have a feeling though, like the position that this person is in is that they're going to be moving into someone else's place oh, because they're the yeah. one who's moving. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. So I don't know I mean, if that's going to be I an mean, option. You could get a two bedroom and then be like the sole person on the lease. Like, yeah. That's one way to do it. I think my like... In my experience, I before I moved into my own like studio apartment in LA, and then now I live with my partner. So, but before that, I had lived over the course of ten years. I think I had lived in like fifteen different pace, places with forty different people. Fuck. Um, like a, I had just an insane number of roommates. I do not over the course miss of my life. Roommates. I don't either. But in my experience, the best roommates are people who you are friends with, but don't have a ton of mutual friends with. Yeah. There's someone who you like spending time with, but you don't hang out with. Yeah. They can't be like your best friend who you're yes. always with. Cause you will drive each other insane. Yeah. It's gotta be someone who you have sort of like you cross paths, you enjoy their company, but you don't have the same interests or the same circles. Definitely someone you'd want to like get a drink with or, you know, chat yeah. with once or in a like while. Catch up with. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think like having a roommate can be really great, especially for like if there's shows that you watch with other people, that's like like when I moved out, when I moved into my own apartment for the first time, I loved it. But I also was like, I really need someone to explain to me what's happening on the Americans. I don't understand it. Just watching alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone you can watch TV shows with is always good. It's vital. Yeah. Yeah. Vital. 
Yeah. So I would say, yeah, move in with another roommate. Don't hold out yeah. necessarily, especially if it's if you're on the fence about it. Bay Area so expensive. Bay Area is so expensive. Good luck to you. Yeah. You don't want to start a new lease right now. Um, here's one. How do you get by in a world that tries so hard to stop you as women creators? I'm struggling hard with mental health, gender, and sexuality obstacles to success. But seeing you out there makes it better. Oh, that's, that's nice. very nice. Uh, it's hard. I think finding other people to, you know, relate to and commiserate with is really important. Yeah. And people who believe in you and aren't going to try to stop you, you know, surround yourself with them. I think that's, yes, men. <laughs> that's really important. I also think it's important to find some people whose mediocrity and success inspires you to try and beat them. Yeah. I think it's like... <laughs> Be better out of pettiness. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I have a hard time like starting a project, I just picture someone who I don't think is talented finishing a script. For me, that doesn't work so well. For me, that that kind of discourages me. Really? Yeah, I think it does. Oh. When I... For me to want to be better, I have to picture people more like me who are succeeding because oh, I'm like, there's a chance for me. It's yeah. not all idiots who find their way to the top and not all assholes. There are people yeah. who are nice and kind and have a cool vision. Yeah. Yeah. But but I like both of these. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, approaches. It's, it's up to you. Are I you guess. fueled by, <laughs> by <laughs> anger or by spite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what fuels you? What get, what gets you making stuff? That it does help me sometimes when I think about idiots who get ahead and I'm like, haha, yeah, fuck them. Um, but it's also important to remember, like, a lot of the most successful people are not the happiest people. Yeah, and that like and you don't necessarily figure out all those mental health obstacles before succeeding yeah i mean and there are like a lot of different things like in addition to your career there are a lot of other things that you're trying to do at the same time whether it's like having a partner or just feeling good or like getting your body in the shape that you want it to be in yeah like, and you don't have to figure that stuff out yeah and you just kind of do your you best don't have to be great at all of them and I'm i kind of think you kind of you can't do all of them at the same time yeah i'm i still feel like all that stuff is off balance and i'm yeah. figuring it out and the people who have who are nailing it in one of those categories are probably not nailing it in one of the other categories that you are yeah there's only so much time and energy in a day yeah you do your best yeah and also seeing a therapist helps with the mental Absolutely. health stuff. It's like, it's like brushing your teeth. Gotta see a shrink. <laughs> if, if you can. If you can. I can't brush my teeth, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one area that yeah. I am failing at. <laughs> Everything else, I'm fucking perfect. Dental hygiene. Yeah. Just let it, let it drop. <laughs> um, Indy ate my mouth guard the other day, so I haven't been able to wear my <laughs> mouth guard. So my tooth grinding has been really bad. I hope she enjoyed it. I think she really did. Someone asked, do, do mermaids get periods? Um, they lay eggs once a month. Oh, yes. Infertile eggs. Yes. And then I eat those eggs and they're delicious. <laughs> Mermaid scramble. Uh, I am almost ready to start dating again after being widowed a few years ago. No. Very sorry. Any suggestions for when or how to bring that up? And should I just lean into living my own Hallmark movie and move to a Christmas themed small town? Yes. Yes. You answered your own question. Absolutely. You should. Um, I know someone very close to me whose partner passed away and then he started dating again, uh, only like six or eight months after that. And it was really hard. Um, and it's hard for the people you date because they, they know that there's this other big figure in that person's life that'll never fully disappear. And um, yeah, I think it's just being considerate of how 
that feels to the other person you're dating and, but it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's not, and there's nothing that's like, Oh, is it too soon? It's like, no, go at your own yeah. pace. Like you shouldn't have to be alone just because this horrible thing happened to you. Yeah. Patton, someone wrote a really like nice thing about that, about Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Um, that, you know, read anything he wrote about it. Mm-hmm. I would say as someone who like has not lost a partner, if I was like going on a date with someone who was in that situation, I would want for it to just come up naturally. And when it came up, yeah. Like, I think the thing that would set me at ease if they were like, like, oh, yeah, I actually was widowed. And then if they had like a little joke to make about it to acknowledge that they know that that might be an uncomfortable thing for me to hear, but that they also like are willing to talk about it. Yeah, it's sort of considerate. That means they're mindful of your feelings about it and want you to feel comfortable. I think like for you, you're probably worried like I don't want to make this other person uncomfortable, but they are probably worried that they are making you feel bad by bringing it up and that they don't know how to proceed. And totally. I think like any indication you can give them that there's like that they're not fucking up by talking about it or like to assert your boundaries in a way that makes it unmistakable how to proceed would be helpful. Yeah, I feel like it's true in general with tragedies. Sometimes you have to tell other people how to talk to you about it because mm-hmm. people don't know and they're just like oh should i bring it up should i not yeah. do they want to talk about it and you kind of just have to like put it out there like yeah just be like i don't know how to deal with this yet either i'm still figuring it out and yeah. you know yeah um good but, luck yeah good luck and i'm sorry for your loss I'm that's sorry. very hard um someone asked how many poops in a day is too many <laughs> um i don't you're know. asking the wrong people yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 25? I don't know. Yeah, what, what do you think, what Dr. Do you Lisa? I have no idea. <laughs> I guess if it's over 25, maybe yeah. look into it. How are you counting them? Like, if you sit down once, but four come out. Yeah, how do you know what is it? What, is, what like, is a poop? What's a complete poop? Yeah. <laughs> Who are we? What is knowledge? <laughs> maybe we should all get more fiber in our diets. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Someone said, my boyfriend is going to grad school in a completely different state, and I don't know if I should move there to be close to him, but I feel losery just following him wherever he goes. Also, I'm graduating college and have to go out into the real world all by myself, and it's scary. Oh, that is a scary time. I was so scared around that time. Yeah. I had such an anxiety flare up right when I was going off to college. I will um, say I did go through something kind of similar here. Oh, yeah? Where I was dating someone at the end of college. He graduated a little bit before me, and he moved to San Francisco and I stayed in Santa Cruz for another like nine months. Yeah. And we at first were going to break up and then we decided not to. And what happened was like we did kind of a long distance between. I mean, it's like an hour and a half drive between those places, but we still couldn't visit each other more than like once or twice a month. And then I moved to San Francisco to be with him and we broke up pretty quickly. Uh, we yeah. like it kind of imploded our relationship to try and transition it into this new. I, I like held on to this relationship because it gave me an idea of where I wanted to go after college. And I wanted to see I didn't want to like regret not giving it a chance. Yeah. But I think I knew that we weren't going to be together forever. And I don't regret giving it a try. But I also think like the hardest thing for me about following him there and trying to like keep my life going there was I wasn't acknowledging how big of a change I was going through. Yeah. I felt like, well, I have the same boyfriend. I have some of the same friends. I'm still trying to do like sketch comedy. And like, I was still trying to do a bunch of the things that I did when I was in college, but in this completely different context. And I wasn't acknowledging to myself how much things had changed. And it was really fucking me up. Yeah. 
And when we broke up, I was really ready for it. And I like I I want to encourage you to break up with this guy because you're young and you will meet other people. And if you can't get over it, you will probably have a chance with him again at some point if it's right. But also you're really young. And so this is likely to not be your end all be all relationship. Like you're likely to date other people at some point. Um, If you do decide to move, just make sure you have a way to move back if it doesn't work out like you know keep some money saved or like have an exit plan yeah and also it might not work out where is he what city are we talking about here yeah is it a cool city is it a cool city where you can build your own life yeah or is it a a bad city where you'll be resentful and isolated yeah also what kind of guy is this is he like a cool guy or is he like an asshole (laughs) yeah like (laughs) i mean you're in the middle of it so you don't know but like what do your friends think yeah ask your friends and ask them to be really honest and with then you about actually it. listen to and them. then actually do what they tell you to say and and don't hold it against them if you don't do what they say yeah oh yeah yeah high school boyfriend not good we don't have enough info here yeah too many variables yeah um let's see these are good questions these are really good questions um someone else asked at what point in a relationship should i start talking about the weird head cannons i have about various pieces of media kind of right away though right uh, depends. <laughs> depends. What kind of headcanons yeah. are we talking about? How annoying of a man are you? <laughs> this is a question I have. <laughs> that determines how much you're allowed to talk about this kind of shit. Yeah. How annoyed is your is the other person in this I relationship? Will say it took a while, but <laughs> Peter watch has seen every episode of Frasier now. Yeah. That's he great. hadn't that's- watched hardly any of it when we started dating and now he's seen all of it and now we're at the point where we can he has his own canons yeah. head canons about it yeah and i have mine he's making his own weird memes about it yes we both have <laughs> and it's it has taken on sometimes you have to let these things unfold yeah and i think you'll if you're with the right person they will like let these things into their life and you don't have to like project what it means to you at them and you can let them see it. Yeah. Um, that's good. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I think that's basically all the questions I wanted to answer of yeah. those. Someone asked for any advice for a working girl just trying to get it. Uh, I never know how to answer questions like that because it's just like advice in what area? Yeah. What, what do you need help with? I don't know. It's people like, been- I think people, I think a lot of people just need to like, keep going, hang yeah. in there, kind of, which is totally fine. Like, yeah, keep going, hang in there. Yeah, make friends in your industry. Make friends, work hard, be nice. Making, yeah, having friends in the industry is really helpful because they'll hook you up with jobs later. Yeah. They don't have to be like your best buds for life, but just, you know, be nice in general and people will think of you for projects. I also think like anytime you're having like a crisis of confidence where you're like, I need someone to tell me I'm good at this and that my work is valued, it's helpful to think, is there someone I could say that to right now? Yeah. Like anytime you feel that yourself, say that to someone else. Yeah. Because. Give someone else like a little. They're going to remember that. Yeah. The way you would remember that if someone said it to you right now. Yeah. It won't solve your problem necessarily, but it will make you feel better for sure. And it'll definitely help you build bridges. Everyone fucking needs it. Even yeah. I need a pep talk sometime. And I'm the best. Just you kidding. are the best. <laughs> Everyone always talks about how I'm cool kidding. you are behind your back, by the way. What? That's insane. It's true. I'm such a dork. You're not, though. Everyone's so many... like, Lisa's like the coolest person that I know in real life. It's weird. I have so many zits right now. 
<laughs> and all of a sudden, zits have come back. Wow, zits are back in fashion. Yeah. It's coming back, baby. <laughs> Don't even cover them up. Let them hang out. Um, that's nice. Oh, someone else just asked a question. I'm just addicted to asking questions now. I, yeah. I mean, answering. Yeah. Um, not asking. What do you think about underpaid creative types having a tip jar link in their Twitter bio? Oh, that's very specific. It's a very specific. It I seems, guess it depends on if they're good or not. I know. On one hand, it seems kind of gross tacky. On the other hand, I am broke. And if randos want to give me money, I'm not trying to stop them. Oh, I, I think know, it's fine. I know this person. She's oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have any problem with a tip jar. I've never thought like, ugh, tips. Are you kidding? It's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If people are giving you money, then why not? Yeah. I mean, cam girls do it. Yeah. And they deserve it. Yeah. If you ask and receive, then it was fine to ask. <laughs> and if not, you can try something else. Yeah. Yeah. Calling it a tip jar is is a, a good way to do it. Yeah. I think that's cute. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Good questions, everyone. Um, should we do chunch chat? Let's do Chunch Chat. It's time for our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch. Ben Chunch. There is no new Ben Chunch news today. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes Chunch Chat. It's time for one on fun. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Lisa. Yeah. Um if you had to redesign people with a completely different like color scheme for like, you know. Oh, instead of white, the color of your eyes is something else. Like, <gasps> like, what would you do? Like, what would you change for the real world? Uh huh. <laughs> this is a really bad question that has a lot of weird uh, racial implications that I, I didn't know, think about when try, I started. I'm trying to think how to not make it a racial thing. Yeah. Um. If well, that's the thing just, is, it's like if you changed everything, like we would have a completely different racial things. It'd be cool if our eyes were inverted. So the whites of our eyes were black and then the pupils were white. Yeah, that would be cool. That's a good, you know, thing for starters. Be like just like real subtle changes. Um, what if we looked like plants and we had like sort of planty. Ooh, planty, just like a smooth green. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Kind of cellulose sort yeah. of structures. And then we could eat by photosynthesis that'd be great and then during winter we'd get super sad <laughs> but that's not too different from how we are now yeah um and we'd like a little spritz of you know yeah whatever and we'd have fruit sometimes dangling off the ends of our fingers oh it'd be so weird if we fruited it'd be so weird but then it'd be like a thing it'd be like oh girl you're fruiting <laughs> And you'd be like, oh, I'm so horny. I'm fruiting. You'd be like trying to hide your fruit. Yeah. If you weren't in the mood. I guess having babies is basically like fruiting. Yeah. And then you'd like juice yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Um, cool. Yeah. Plant people. Uh, Emily, is there a toy from your childhood that you wish you could bring back and have right now? Oh, that is a great question. 
there were these, <laughs> I think that they didn't, they stopped making them because of a safety concern. Um, moon shoes. Do you remember oh, those? Oh yeah. That's so With the big rubber bands on them. So nineties, right? So nineties. They were basically mini trampolines for your feet. Yeah. My, I didn't have them, but my neighbors did. Yeah, those are good. And those were my favorite toy to ever play with. Aside from, I guess, one year for Christmas, I did get a Barbie Lamborghini that I could drive around oh. in, which I basically have as an adult. It's I, called a car. <laughs> I wanted one of those so bad. One of those little cars you could drive. I got to tell you. My parents thought that was... They were not overhyped. It was yeah. fucking awesome. Oh, it looks I so mean, good. You have to charge them for like eight hours in order to use them for half an hour. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> My parents thought they were unsafe, I think. So that's why I didn't get one. Oh, really? They went really slow. Yeah. Yeah. I really, it was the fucking coolest. So jealous. Moon shoes. How did you play with them? You just jumped around? You just put them on your feet and then you just kind of like walk and jump around and it feels crazy. My friend had like one of those hoppy horse things. It was like an inflatable ball with like a horse head on it and you could oh, just bounce yeah. around it, and that was surprisingly fun. Those were pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. I loved those. Bouncing is great. Yeah. Just anything that allows you to sort of take a little bit of control back from gravity. Yeah. That's all we Fuck really you, want. Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever have a trampoline as a kid? No, but uh Kristen Rosenblum did, and it was fucking awesome. Fucking Kristen. She had a giant one in her backyard. <laughs> we I think we had a small one. We got a giant one from Costco. Oh my god. And it was the best. And my brother would have like slumber parties on it. Like everyone just uh, sleep on the trampoline. But then I busted my ankle twice in one month. And of my course you did. Parents just quietly got rid of it. And it was wow. heartbreaking. Still heartbreaking yeah. over it. They're so dangerous. And so fun. They're so fun. We spent hours on it. Every day. Um, well, that's great. That concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. In a world dominated by dude bro movie podcasts, only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot you? The podcast that dares to say that white dudes' opinions aren't the only opinions. If you have a movie pass, like, get a ticket to it to support Taraji, then go home. Ant-Man seems so unnecessary at this point. Ant-Man is like a ketchup packet too many. Who Shot Ya? With Ricky Carmona. I wanted to see Wolverine kick ass and eat some popcorn and have a good time. Alonzo Duralde. Is this Andy Richter? Yeah! Oh yes, my God. God. And April Wolf. I love wild things because we get to see Kevin Bacon's dick. <laughs> Who Shot Ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Wiki, Wiki of, of the, the Week. week. <laughs> yeah, so hyped for that. Um, um, this is one that I saw tweeted out by Kai Blegblad, who's a really great illustrator. Um, she doesn't know that she that I saw this, but now it's on our podcast, and it's called Chicken Eyeglasses. It wasn't so much a submission as it was like something an, ins- you, an inception. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, conquered. I conquered. I conquested it. Yeah. Um, I colonized eye, it. Chicken eyeglass. Also known as chicken specs, chicken goggles, generically as pick guards, and under other names were small eyeglasses made for chickens intended to prevent feather pecking and cannibalism. They differ from blinders as they allowed the bird to see forward, whereas blinders do not. 
One variety used rose-colored lenses as the coloring was thought to prevent a chicken wearing them from recognizing blood on other chickens, which may increase the tendency for abnormal injurious behavior. Injurious. Uh, they were mass-produced and sold throughout the United States as early as the beginning of the 20th century. Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. <laughs> I like, it has like a 1911 newspaper story on chicken eyeglasses from the Spirit Lake Beacon in Iowa. Oh, I like the language in this. Yeah. It might be supposed from a glance at these spectacles that chickens, like human beings, suffer from diseases of the eye and that the inventor designed them as an aid in their search for bugs, but such was not his intent. <laughs> the eyeglasses were patented in 1903 and were intended to prevent chickens from pecking out each other's eyes. A flock of them so equipped would present a very intellectual appearance. That's from a 1911 <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> Description and purpose. Chicken eyeglasses were often made from celluloid or aluminum and technically consisted of two oval panels that fit over the upper beak of the chicken. <laughs> A pin is put through the nostril ugh, oh. to hold the oval pieces in place. Oh, what? Different designs were produced that attached to the chicken's head in different ways. Some were held in place by a strap, some by small hooks into the nares, and some, the nostrils, and some <laughs> by piercing the bone septum between the nostrils with a cotter pin. Ow. Due to the piercing of tissue, this last type of design is illegal in some countries. So cruel. Yeah. Some versions of the devices had lenses that were semi or fully transparent, whereas others were tinted, often red or rose-colored. Other designs were blinders, which are opaque and completely prevent forward vision. The intended purposes of chicken eyeglasses were to prevent aggressive pecking, cannibalism, and feather pecking. Hmm. Chicken eyeglasses are an alternative to beak trimming, which is the removal of approximately one-third of the beak by a cold or heated blade. I hate that. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Or an infrared beam, usually when chicks are one day old. This is often effective in reducing pecking injuries, but causes pain and has significant effects on the chicken welfare. Oh, God, I should stop eating chicken. Um, Red-tinted lenses, lenses were considered to be effective in reducing internecine pecking because they disguise the color of blood. As summed up in a 1953 article in Indiana's National Road Traveler newspaper, the deep rose-colored plastic lenses make it impossible for the cannibal chicken to see blood on the other chickens, although permitting it to see the grain on the ground. I like the this sort of like horror movie <laughs> mythology of like, if I wasn't wearing these glasses, I'd be a cannibal. Yeah. That's like an interesting concept. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a way to incorporate that into sci-fi somehow, some sort of story. Yeah. X-Files do a chicken cannibalism episode. Do it. Elmer Haas of the National Band and Tag Company, a, ma oh, yes. <laughs> a major producer of rose-colored chicken eyeglasses, whose grandfather had devised wire frames for chickens in 1902, indicated that he believed the purported blood masking effect of the rose coloring was a myth. The firm added the rose-colored glasses because it indulged the chicken owners. Chickens are colorblind. In fact, chickens, like other birds, have good color vision. Yeah, I know that parrots see really vivid colors. Because oh, otherwise, really? it's yeah. like, why would they why be would so they be colored? Yeah. yeah. The firm had added the rose-colored feature to its glasses in 1939 under the brand name Antipix. <laughs> this variety of eyeglasses was more complicated than others because the red lenses were fixed to a hinge at the top of the frame. <gasps> like that guy on uh, uh, A Different World. Oh. The, like, shades that would flip up. Yeah. Yeah. That This meant that as the hen lowered its head to feed, the lens 
swung out, giving the hen an unobstructed view of the ground. That's really complex. Yeah. Yeah. When the hen raised her head, as she would during aggression, the lens would swing down, giving the hen a red-tinted perception of the environment. And making the chicken look cool. (laughs) (laughs) What if that was the point of this, just to make them look cool? I mean, it's incredibly fun to Google image search this. (laughs) Some of them do look kind of cool. Most of them do not. (laughs) But it is funny to me. They are very crazy looking. Um, (laughs) Yeah, everyone Google image search this if you want. They look, all of the chickens look like they're stoned. Yeah. Whoa. They're like, the the world is so red today. (laughs) Is the red I see the same as the red you see? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, A form of chicken eyeglasses was first patented in 1903 by Andrew Jackson Jr. of Munich, Tennessee, as an eye protector for chickens. In the U.S., they were available through the mail order company Sears Roebuck or through chicken feed stores for a few cents. Eyeglasses are no longer produced by the National Band and Tag Company, but are sought as collector's items. Oh, yeah. I would love to have this on a shelf. (laughs) Using chicken eyeglasses was still practiced in 1973, evident by a report in Illinois' The Hawkeye newspaper that a farmer had 8,000 chickens fitted with the rose-colored variety. One inventor of a form of the glasses proposed legislation in Kansas to require all chickens in the state to be fitted with glasses, but his campaign was unsuccessful. (laughs) I'd love to hear from a farmer on how successful... These glasses actually are at preventing pecking and whatnot. Yeah. Are there any farmers listening? Do how many agricor- agri- agricultural sorts do we have? Yeah. Subscribing any to this. Any UC Davis ag majors? Yeah. Where are my Aggies at? <laughs> In popular culture. On January 16, 1955, Sam Naylor of the National Farm Equipment Company of Brooklyn appeared on CBS's popular primetime television show, What's My Line? The show was in the format of a guessing game in which a panel attempted to determine the line or occupation of contestants. Show officials listed Mr. Naylor's occupation for the audience as sells eyeglasses for chickens. (laughs) (laughs) After the panel was unsuccessful in guessing his occupation, Mr. Nadler's identity was revealed and he stated that his company sold two to three million pairs of chicken eyeglasses per year. That's a lot. What's My Line director, Frank Heller, ooh, said in 1958 (laughs) that the show's most unusual occupation over its then eight season run was the gentleman who makes eyeglasses for chickens. Are you related to this Frank Heller? I don't think I am. There was a ripoff of this show on Nickelodeon for a while called Figure It Out. Uh-huh. And uh, I tried to get on it. Uh. It didn't work. <laughs> it, where they had like kids who had done something extraordinary. Yeah. And like I, me and my friend Twyla had started a band called The Edibles that sang songs about food. <laughs> and I submitted that as like the exceptional thing about me, which was just like, uh, I had made up three songs about food. Yeah. Um, I didn't get on. Ah, bummer. Yeah, I was pretty pissed about it. Their loss. Yeah. But you guys, uh, we actually only wrote, um, no, no, there were three songs, um, but our big hit was called Honk If You Love Potatoes. <laughs> Honk, honk. Yeah. <laughs> we do love potatoes. The chorus was like, honk if you love potatoes, potatoes, honk your horn all day, all day, honk if you love potatoes, potatoes, honk, 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 go away. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. <laughs> I think it's good. I do love potatoes. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a link here to the bottom uh, to another article called Doggles, which is a... <laughs> A brand of sunglasses for dogs. 
That's cute. I like it. Um, that concludes Wiki of the Week. Good one. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Oh, no. Lisa, what did you learn today? This is my least favorite segment. Really? Yeah. I never learn anything. (laughs) (laughs) We learn less now that we don't have guests on so much. (laughs) It's true. Because it's just us being stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an idiot. I never learn anything. I learned that chickens have good color vision. I didn't know that. Uh, Cool. What did you learn? Oh, God. It's my turn. I, uh... Yeah, I guess I learned about these eyeglasses. I didn't know they they existed before, and now I do. Yeah. And now I know when they were invented. You know, 1903. 1903. Um, That is our show, you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Please keep sending wiki links and butt pics to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Continue to rate and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks to to everyone who... uh, donated to the max fund drive or became a member yes thank you for that um you Y'all can still awesome. do it yeah maximumfund.org slash donate don't stop um and thanks to our podcast producer rob para yay, yay. making it happen Whoop. and, and goodbye baby geniuses we know everything baby geniuses we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the host of Everything's Everything's Coming Coming Up Up Simpsons. Simpsons. We are a Simpsons podcast brand new to the Maximum Fun Network, and every episode we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright, all people that have worked on The Simpsons, and we've also had guests like Weird Al and people that are on the Max Fun Network already, and each week we will talk to a very cool guest about their favorite episode, and it is so much fun. So if you like The Simpsons, come listen to Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. All right. Smell you later. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.